You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews at jaysrunacouch.com. I'm still alive, still with y'all. I apologize for the lateness, and I don't like to make Fan Sunday a habit, but just things got a little out of hand on Friday and Saturday, and I wasn't able to complete anything. So we're doing this now, just so you get what you pay for with this podcast. We say we're going to give you five days a week. Even without sports to talk about, dang it, we're going to do it. So I have a couple simulated games to talk about so far. The Friday and Saturday contest between the Blue Jays and the Red Sox. So we'll be talking about that in the second half of today's program. But this is technically the Fan Sunday edition. Supposed to be Fan Friday, but again, I just explained. So... On Friday, I kind of latched on to a trend that I saw and got tagged in and asked who the four baseball players that impacted your life the most were. And I could go through that massive thread that I was a part of, but I'll just give you mine at the end of the show. Well, not at the end of the show, at the end of the segment. I'm I'm not going to hold out that much on you, but I did get some responses on the specific tweet that I sent out, so I figured we go through them here. Unsurprisingly, a lot of Blue Jays are being brought up, and that makes sense because this is a Blue Jays podcast, so surprise, going to be more Blue Jays coming a little later. Um, but I do want to go through, and we'll we'll start with Matthew Parkinson at Cinemartyr underscore who just says, Gustavo Chassin times four. Which, that's that's Martyr being t- cheeky. I know Martyr pretty well by this point. But I, I got him. I got him. I confirmed he did not have any bottles of Chassin perfume. So he's just a poser. I'm sorry. Matt, you're a poser. Get, get your hands on at least one of the bottles if you're going to be pulling that. In a similar vein, Everything Gritch at Everything Gritch says, Randall Gritchick, Randall Gritchick, Randall Gritchick, and most importantly, Randall Gritchick. Could not, could not have seen that coming, Gritch, honestly. Um, but it makes sense given how on brand you are. And we'll be talking about Gritchick a little later in the podcast. It's going to be a little disappointing, but... You gotta, you gotta tee up today's game. So we're gonna have to discuss the lineup news that the Blue Jays have made today. Friend of the show, Jays from the Couch writer Karen Sutar at Karen Sutar One. She's she's old school. She goes Roberto Alomar, Pat Henkin, Carlos Delgado, and Roy Halladay. And she said she could easily name a few others too, but. Karen, that's cheating. It's supposed to be four. So, 
I, again, those, those are like big names for, for like the nineties teams going through to 2010 when holiday got dealt. So that's, that's a solid coverage of like two, two decades of baseball for Karen. So I completely am on board with that foursome. Brad Ferguson at Brad D.W. Ferguson. Very similar goes Roberto Alomar, because every kid imitated his jump throws. Joe Carter, because touch them all. Roy Halladay brought Brad back to the game as a fan after he gave up uh, following the 1994 season. And then Jose Bautista brought the fire in 2010-2011, which started the build to 15-16. Again, a very nice selection of Blue Jays who have profoundly impacted the team over the past 20-30 years. Like, if if you're going for the guys who who solely made an impact, like, those, those would probably be the four you would go with. I mean, granted... You can make the argument for Josh Donaldson. You can make an argument for uh, Pat Henkin. Uh, you can make the argument for Carlos Delgado. But you'd have a really hard time topping those four as like the guys for the Blue Jays. So I I can't argue with any of that. Mark Winchester at Marcus Snarkis. Very clever. He goes old school. He went George Bell, Fred McGriff, Alfredo Griffin, Tony Fernandez, and Dave Steeb. So technically Mark picked five, which he wasn't supposed to do, but we're going to allow it. And, you know, again, that's that's very much of its time, that, that late 80s, early 90s time. And George Bell does get forgotten a lot nowadays as as one of those Blue Jays who was a key part of like building to that 92-93 season because of what he was able to do in the 80s. So George Bell and and Tony Fernandez obviously he saw the upswing with uh, his untimely passing this year. But you know those those two probably should get more credit than they do for what they did for the franchise in in building it to the point where it could be a World Series champion. So I do agree with those, Mark. And then Jay Murray 78 checks in. He, he's the only one who did not go all Blue Jays, and I respect that. He says Cal Ripken Jr., Nolan Ryan, Ken Griffey Jr., and Vernon Wells, which I, I kind of wish you elaborated on that a little more, Jay, because like the other three, you know, legendary players, I totally get. Vernon Wells is like, that's the Sesame Street song where it's like, one of these things is not like the other. Like, so I, I, if you want to write in, Jay, and give, give the, your, your story about Vernon Wells, I would actually like to hear it because I think that'd be interesting. When, and now when I did my four, I mean, a couple of them have already been said. Roy Halladay is my number one because, like, I I had a couple couple icons when I was getting into baseball, you know, in the in the late nineties, um, early two thousands. But it was it was Roy Halladay who cemented the Blue Jays for me, and 
is just the guy I think of, like, when I think of a baseball player. I think of a, a guy who goes out there every day, competed to the best of his abilities, was was a tireless worker, and just made his teammates confident that they had a shot to win. So, Roy, Roy will always be my number one. Uh, number two, again, going to be very hard to dislodge, Larry Walker, Hall of Famer, Canadian. Again, he was what got me into baseball just seeing this this lumbering guy from bc like with the with the goatee and everything just stepping up and just you know smacking balls all over colorado it was a little too young for montreal i'm sorry but again i i said this when i wrote about larry walker in january i wanted to be larry walker when i was in the backyard playing baseball and and hitting those shots over the wood pile like that's who i was trying to mimic if I was trying to mimic something uh, now, it'd probably be Jose Bautista's bat flip. And that's why Jose Bautista was my number three. Just for what he did for Toronto baseball in the 2010s to kind of revive it after the holiday trade. I mean, there wasn't a lot to speak of in Toronto. So Jose Bautista coming in and just kind of exploding with the home run power he had. And obviously the the swagger he brought and the, the attitude, the identity that he gave the Blue Jays. I that actually went a long way to establishing themselves in twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen as a as that team that, you know, had the confidence, whether it was warranted or not, that it could win. And dang it if they didn't try. And I'm still angry about that Kansas City series because the Mets looked feeble. They looked very beatable. The Blue Jays should have had that. Freaking kid should have been thrown out. And then my number four was probably a little more personal. And that's just because I was thinking of Blue Jays that I actually had a chance to talk to. And I picked Danny Jansen because his interview was was probably the second easiest after Kevin Pillar. Just I had a lot to talk to Kevin about. And, you know, it, it sucks watching him in a, in a Red Sox hat and he simulated baseball right now. And we'll talk about him in the second half. But Jansen was probably the, the best interview I had out of there. Just, just being able to talk to him and see his appreciation for the game and, and his focus on, on really trying to improve. And that's why I was really excited see him doing that well in spring training at and I hope when baseball returns he's able to resume hitting the way he did because it did have me excited to see him kind of kind of make that leap hopefully and bring that production at the bottom of the lineup which the Blue Jays sorely need we'll we'll be talking about just how sorely needed that bottom of the lineup production is for the Blue Jays in our simulated games but first, just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by Willings. Do you hate stepping on scales? Maybe it's just because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale. Still the best at it. Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best smart scale for 2020. If you're looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools at your disposal. Withings smart scales are known for durability an exceptional user-friendly design. You just step on and data from every way and syncs automatically to the free app on your phone via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. You get to choose. 
So when you do choose, Withings Body Plus will give you weight, full body composition, weight trend, even a local weather report just because. Scale can support up to eight different users and even know who is who when they step on. So here's your deal. You can get 25% off of Withings Body Plus Scale right now at withings.com for a very limited time. So you go to withings.com, that's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com slash M-O-P to get 25% off that body plus body composition scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com slash M-O-P to get 25% off that body plus body composition scale. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So this is going to be brief because I mostly want to talk about one of these two games because the other game really made me angry. So since we last talked, Blue Jays have played a couple games against Boston in our simulated out-of-the-park 21 season. The second game of the four-game series against Boston was most enjoyable. For, for the most part. Uh, Toronto won that one 13-5. Both Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit multiple home runs in the game. Two, they had two each. Rowdy Telez went yard in the game as well. Only two players did not get a hit, and only one player did not score a run. And unfortunately... For my work as a GM, that one player is Travis Shaw. So if you would like to pick things up at first base, that would be much appreciated by me and everyone else. But yeah, it, it was it was just one of those knockaround games that you think is going to be the staple of any team that faces Boston this year. Nathan Uvalde got knocked out after an inning and a third. He gave up seven runs, five of them earned. Heath Hembry came in pitched until the end of the fourth he also gave up five runs and you know that that can be what sinks Boston this year and you know Toronto didn't exactly get a stellar performance from its starter Tanner Roark went five and a third he got the win Gave up eight hits and three runs, but he struck out seven, which is nice, on 91 pitches. 61 of them were thrown for strikes. So, you know, he did all right. He wasn't spectacular. He didn't get the quality start. Shun Yamaguchi came in. He gave up four hits and two innings. So looking like Trent Thornton might have been the right play after all. And then Thomas Pannone threw an inning and two-thirds right after being called up from Buffalo. Scoreless baseball for Pannone. So that was cool. Good to see Thomas get that. But the problem is any goodwill from that beatdown of Boston was pretty much instantly erased by Saturday's 10-3 loss. And it was just, it was brutal from start to finish. And, you know, again, you look at who Boston's throwing out. They had Darwinson Hernandez hope, opening up for Martin Perez. And he opened for Martin Perez because Martin Perez is not a good pitcher. He's exactly the sort of pitcher that the Blue Jays should feast upon. However, for the second time in three games, the Blue Jays let a lefty just completely take the bats out of their hands. 
Perez went eight innings. He gave up six hits and five walks, but still only gave up three runs. And, you know, it it helped that Toronto got absolutely no pitching in that game. Matt Shoemaker gave up six runs in four and a third innings. Um, Walked two, gave up multiple home runs. Um, Gave up the one to Bogarts and the one to J.D. Martinez, who has four home runs in the series. J.D. Martinez is broken. Like... He should, they just should not pitch to him. I know he had that 0-4 game in Friday's contest, but still, just just don't pitch to him when there's anyone on base because he's going to get a hold of it. But, yeah, none of the Blue Jays could keep the ball in the park. Danny Salazar pitched an inning and gave up three runs before leaving with a blister issue. He will not pitch in tonight's game against the Red Sox. That has been confirmed but he's expected to be available for the Cincinnati series. So we'll see how Salazar gets used going forward. Walmer Font gave up a run in two and two thirds. He just gave up the solo home home run. Like the, it wasn't a solo home run. I apologize. Font came in after Salazar left and gave up a home run to JD Martinez immediately. But then after that, he settled down, but Just the biggest problem for the Blue Jays in yesterday's game was just the inability to elevate the ball. Five double plays in that game. That's unacceptable. That's way too many base runners given up. And, like, one of them was a really stupid base running play by Vladimir Guerrero Jr. You cannot be that far off second base when the line drive is coming right at the second baseman. That... You have to have better situational awareness than that. So that was frustrating. Danny Jansen hit into two of those double plays. He's batting 100 to start the season, which is pretty bad. And you just look at the bottom of the lineup and it's not not any better. That's that's another problem this team has so far. Travis Shaw's batting 182. Randall Gritchick's batting 091. He's walking, which... That's a neat development, but he's just not getting good contact and getting those balls into play. Anthony Alfred actually had a decent game going one for three with that double. He actually scored one of the Blue Jays' three runs, but it's it can't just be the Vladdy show. It can't just be Lourdes Gurriel going off for home runs. There's got to be some help in the bottom half of the lineup. The Blue Jays were successful in that game when they got something going before Bo Bichette came up, before Kevin Biggio came up. And I know both they want to combine 0 for 4 with 4 walks, but still, that's that's when you need someone to help get on. So Vladdy has, has players to bring in. So Lourdes Gurriel has players to bring in when he's not crowding into double plays. Like, it was just... A really tough game to watch. And I'm expecting the Blue Jays to do a lot better in tonight's game. Where you have Chase Anderson matching up against Ryan Weber. And Ryan Weber's not not a, not a premium MLB starter. So, honestly, I'm expecting some freaking fireworks. And if I don't get some fireworks, I'm going to be pretty disappointed. Um, Derek Fisher's back in the lineup. Reese McGuire is going to make his 2020 debut. Give Danny Jansen a break, which probably a good idea. 
And we'll see. We'll see if it's just a lefty thing that's kind of messing with the Blue Jays' heads at this point. I I can't I can't really explain how bad that performance was. And I if I had video of it, I would have burned it because y'all don't need to see that, especially not on the fan edition of the podcast, which we are bringing to a close now. So I just want to thank everyone who contributed on Friday to the question. So thank you, Karen and Matt and Gritch and Brad and Mark and Jay. Thank you all for doing so. If you want to get involved in Blue Jays Fan Fridays, you just got to follow me on Twitter. That's at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, however you get podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked on Jays. And I'm going to I'm gonna go right into this game after I publish this. So tomorrow we're going to be taking a deeper look into the agreements that MLB has put into place with the Players Union for the 2020 and 2021 seasons. I, I didn't want to do that in the fan episode to take away from that. So we'll be doing that on Monday and hopefully discussing a Blue Jays win because if they can't beat Ryan Weber, this is not a good sign, especially going into a Cincinnati series that's going to see Tyler Molly and Sonny Gray and Trevor Bauer likely start. So, you know, all the fun. We shall see. So until tomorrow... For everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysrunnacouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode. And y'all take care. 